You've all gone the extra mile to revise this. We're in great shape for the client meeting. Thank you all. You're here for others. The urgent care is closed. Should we go to the ER? You know what? I know what to do. We're here for you. That is a little bit higher than normal, but medically, it's not a fever. Oh good, that's a relief. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> the client loved it. We're approved to move forward. Great job, everyone. Live fearless, North Carolina. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Monday, October 21st. I'm Donald Ware. It's Manic Monday. I hope you had an absolutely wonderful weekend. Week 8 of the HBCU football season was definitely interesting, to say the least. And we're going to start with the Boxtero National Game of the Week from last week, North Carolina A&T at Florida A&M. It was a game that was supposed to have been played on Saturday at 6 p.m., but because of the potential effects of Nestor, the game was moved to Sunday at 2 p.m. Ultimately, Nestor did not affect the Tallahassee area, but still the game was played on Monday uh, at 2 p.m., and ultimately, Florida A&M comes away with the 34-31 to overtime victory. This was an ugly football game, and I had a chance to be at the football game. It started prior to the football game where the teams got to uh, jaw-jacking a little bit, didn't quite uh, come together at midfield. Uh, but again, you had a lot of talking that was going on uh, prior to the football game. And really, it came, it started during the football game where you had uh, in a, a situation where you had a couple of players uh, early on in the football game that got unsportsmanlike conduct penalties, most notably for North Carolina AT wide receiver uh, Elijah Bell got one early. Uh, Mac McCain of the Aggies came up with a, uh, a pass defense and ultimately was called for taunting as he, he went towards the uh, Florida A&M sideline and immediately got a penalty as uh, the officials tried to get control of the game. And I thought for the most part they did the, the officials did what they could to try to get hold uh, of this football game. You had a situation at halftime. You have both teams going to the locker room. Um, if you're on the press box side, A&T has to come from the far sideline to go to their locker room. And you could tell uh, where – they allowed for uh, A&T to go to the locker room first. So Florida A&M waited for A&T to go to the locker room first. Uh, ultimately, as most of the Aggies were already either in the locker room or near the locker room. And those that have been to Bragg Stadium know what I'm talking about. You have to go across the field to the locker room towards the right where the field house is. Uh, so, if, again, if I'm looking from the press box, uh, looking left to right, A&T has to come from across the field and go into the locker room more towards the near sideline at Bragg Memorial Stadium. So most of A&T in the locker room. Uh, or getting towards the locker room, and then Florida A&M has to go towards its locker room, which, again, is still uh, on the right side. Again, if I'm looking uh, across from the press box, but they have to go uh, towards the left 
side of the field house, if you will. And that's where Florida A&M's locker room is. And so ultimately, not all the players from A&T had gotten in to the locker room. Most had uh, a lot of talk. Uh, the teams came together uh, once again. Uh, some skirmishes broke out. Um, then when it looked like the teams were going to be separated, um, something else was said. You could see players running from the locker room to to sort of get involved. And it was just really an ugly situation uh, for both football teams, an ugly situation for both football teams, not a game uh, becoming of, of, the, of, 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 of that kind of football game of that magnitude first place on the line two of the best teams uh not only in hbcu football but in fcs football uh to to kind of come together like that what ultimately ends up happening uh is that uh, uh a couple of players were ejected uh most notably from ant two of its better players bell and uh and and mac mccain ultimately ejected so you have uh, perhaps the best uh, player on A&T's offense uh, ejected for the second half. You have the perhaps the best player uh, on A&T's defense that's ejected from the game. The defensive coordinator uh, of Florida A&M also ejected from this football game. Originally, it was announced that the head coach, meaning Willie Simmons, was ejected from the football game, but ultimately uh, it was the defensive coordinator. Still had a great football game. It was 21-14 to at halftime, Florida A&M had the lead uh the second half much better not as chippy uh in the second half ultimately and even after the game um it, it was a situation where uh ultimately florida a&m walked off the field uh you had a beautiful pass the backup quarterback came in uh for florida a&m uh a uh, uh, beautiful pass uh, to marcus williams in the end zone from about 22 yards out uh, and got the football first got the field goal ultimately florida a&m was able to respond and uh, they res- and the the Rattlers responded on third down, uh, passed to Marcus Williams, twenty two yards in the end zone for the touchdown. They had to ultimately review the play to make sure that the catch happened. Uh, ultimately, it did, and Florida A and M went on to win that football game, thirty four to thirty one. Ultimately, um, uh, and just in really, when you have those kind of two football teams. Uh, of that magnitude, that game uh, televised nationally, if you will, uh, on ESPN3. And for it to ultimately happen like that, uh, you know, not a good look for the MEAC. The commissioner, Dennis Thomas, Dr. Dennis Thomas, was in the building, so you know that some uh, su- some suspensions uh, and fines, quote-unquote, if you will, will be coming uh, to both institutions as Dr. Uh, Thomas had a chance to see it for himself uh, firsthand. Uh, I think ultimately, uh, if you look at it, Florida A&M came to Greensboro last year and won that football game. Florida A&M was in the driver's seat ultimately at that point and just folded towards the end. It allowed a uh, to kind of uh, win its games, win out, come back, ultimately win the MEAC championship, go to the Celebration Bowl, and ultimately, uh, ultimately win uh, that. I think there was still a little bit of bad blood on A&T's part because of that uh, victory. Uh, last year by Florida A&M, Florida A&M probably saying, we got you once you're coming to our place. Uh, we're going to do it again. I, I get all of that. I mean, I get, you know, there's there's a lot going on there. There there uh, you 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 have a, a situation where if something is said 
or whatnot, you want to stand up for your team. I think, to me, I think if you're A&T and you're in that particular situation, you have to be above that. You're the defending MEAC champs. You can't let something like that get under your skin. Uh, and ultimately it did because it caught, when the Aggies had two of its best players um, uh, uh, disqualified. And I'm not saying that that's the reason that A&T lost the game. I think Florida A&M's got a really good program. And Florida A&M did what it wanted to from an offensive perspective, uh, more specifically, especially in the first half. Uh, Ryan Stanley, you know I've been saying this. If you've listened to me, I've been saying that Ryan Stanley's an elite-level uh, quarterback. He certainly is. He showed that. He ended up getting hurt. That's why he wasn't in the game uh, towards the latter part of the game and in the overtime period because he ended up hurting his shoulder. But that guy's an elite-level quarterback. He's got an elite-level receiver uh, in Xavier Smith who was really, really good in this football game. And Willie Simmons in his second year has built a great football program, uh, is building a great football program at Florida A&M. They come away again with the big victory, 34-31. to Again, the Rattlers control their own destiny. Now, one of the sort of the caveats here is that the Rattlers are not eligible, unfortunately not eligible for the Celebration Bowl, but they can still win the championship. And I think what you saw last year with Florida A&M not knowing how to win, that's not going to happen again this year moving forward. Now, with that being said, ultimately, will Ryan Stanley, you know, what's the prognosis for Ryan Stanley moving forward? How injured uh, is Ryan Stanley? Uh, meanwhile, you you have a, a, a FAMU team uh, that has beaten uh, North Carolina A&T, that has beaten South Carolina State on the road, that has beaten uh, North Carolina Central, uh, some tough games going back to the Norfolk State game as well. So really in front of Florida A&M, the big opponent is Bethune-Cookman in the Florida Classic. That's going to be the last game uh, of the season. But I I don't think what happened last year will happen to Florida A&M this year ultimately. I think that that, that the Rattlers are poised this time around. Willie Simmons talked about it. He said, we didn't know how to win, and that's why we ultimately did not win it. We lost all of those games. But I think it's going to be a lot different with Florida A&M this year. Great program and a big win over North Carolina A&T. Let's look at the rest of week eight of the HBCU uh, football scoreboard. Uh, it was Shaw defeating Livingstone 27-20. to It was a homecoming in Raleigh. West Virginia State fell to Urbana 35-31. to Heartbreaking loss by West Virginia State. They scored with about a minute remaining in the game um, to ultimately take the lead. They get an excessive celebration penalty. Uh, Urbana gets uh, uh, gets the football on a return at the 40-yard line. One play, they were uh, they, it was I think it was another penalty by West Virginia State. Um, ultimately, a couple of plays, and West Virginia, and Urbana is able to get in the end zone to take the 35 to 31 lead with less than a minute. Uh, remaining and uh, ultimately West Virginia State loses its first MEC game of the season. Still controls its own destiny towards that MEC championship. In a couple of weeks, they're going to have to take on Notre Dame, who is also at the top of the MEC. Tuskegee defeated Central State 21-10. to 
It was Fayetteville State just getting by. Johnson C. Smith, 35-34. to Even though Johnson C. Smith, 2-5 and on the season, um, playing some pretty good football, all things considered, some close games. I mean, I know there's no such things, especially with Kermit Blunt as moral victories. But at the end of the day, Johnson C. Smith not playing bad at all. In a shootout, Virginia Union remains unbeaten in the CIAA, defeated Chowan 41-34. Allen fell to St. Thomas 36-23. Elizabeth City State getting its second victory of the season, 34-18 over Lincoln of Pennsylvania, who remains winless on the season. South Carolina State 26, Morgan State 10. Congratulations to Buddy Pugh, who gets the victory now is South Carolina State's all-time leader in terms of of wins by a head football coach. Kentucky State continues to roll 40 to 20 over Lane. Lincoln of Missouri gets its first victory of the season 27 to 9 over Northeastern Missouri State. Prairie View AM at homecoming in Prairie View, Texas, defeated Virginia University of Lynchburg 51 to nothing. Southern squeaks by Texas Southern 28 to 21 as Southern remains undefeated in SWAC play. Texas College remains winless on the season, falling to Texas Wesleyan 61-24. Savannah State continues to remain undefeated in SIAC play, defeated Clark Atlanta 22-15. Delaware State, boy, it has been a tough season for Delaware State. Another loss, uh, this time to Mary Mack 30 to 21. Fort Valley State, boy, the, the the Wildcats continue to roll, also remains undefeated in SIAC play, defeated Morehouse 37 to 21, and the spiral sort of continues for Morehouse. Bowie State, the only undefeated team in HBCU football, defeating Virginia State 24 to 14. Big time football game. Uh, and, and, and wow, I'll tell you what, Bowie State just continues to roll, still has some big games in front of it, including Virginia Union. In a low-scoring game, it was Albany State over Benedict, 7-2. to two. Albany, uh, if you can believe it, Benedict remains winless also this year. Meanwhile, Albany State's on a roll, winner of its last five ball games. Jackson State defeats Mississippi Valley State 31-28 to in overtime it was Bethune Cookman over Norfolk State 35 to 22 Bethune Cookman remains unbeaten in MEAC play sits atop the MEAC with Florida A&M Hampton fell to Campbell 31 to 16 Tennessee State gets a victory they get off the they break a losing streak I should say 26 to 24 hold on for that victory against Austin Pay as it was homecoming in Nashville Miles over Edward Waters, forty-nine to twenty-eight. It was a it was a battle of the Ruffins. Uh, Reginald Ruffin, the head football coach at Miles, against Edward Waters. Gregory Ruffin, both are cousins. Winston Salem State defeated Saint Augustine's, thirty-one to ten. Uh, it was Tuskegee. I, I already mentioned Tuskegee over Morehouse, and then the final game, Langston. Boy, their first loss uh, of the season in the Sooner Athletic Conference, falling to Ottawa 27-7. to So that's a look at week eight of the HBCU, uh, the Box to Row HBCU scoreboard. Uh, tomorrow on Takeaway Tuesday, I'm going to have a lot more with respect to that A&T and Florida A&M game, if any, if, not if, uh, I, I think uh, by later on today, 
punishments would have come down from that football game. Uh, we'll know a little bit more uh, specifically about that uh, moving forward. Who's going to be not available uh, in respective games for Florida A&M and North Carolina A&T on Saturday um, and uh, just much more. I'll break down some of the games. The Virginia State Bowie State game was a big one. Break that down. Break down even a little further the Urbana and West Virginia State football game as well. Tell someone about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't keep it a secret. Of course, you can always download or listen to the podcast at BoxToRoll.com. Talk with you tomorrow.